previously on the Sunless Citadel. Clearly see what seems to be a miniature human. Their features are a little bit more sharp, elegant. You hear them with a raspy little voice. Help, please help. So after kind of giving them the water skin, Methuselah is just going to be like, oh, what's your name, my friend? My name, it's Ezekiel Ramirez Kaiden Nuro. You can call me Urk. I was brought here by the goblins and I have stayed here, watched as they take more captives. What captives? One was a well-armored uh, human. I would have called him a knight in other circumstances. But the other one was Tabatsi, with garments akin to a traveling priest. She called herself safe. Th that's my sister. Where did they take her? At that point, they're gonna they're gonna leave that room and they're gonna try and go up onto the platform. Throughout the vastness of the multiverse, there lies a tavern. As you approach its doors, you catch bubbles of laughter that rise and burst into cheers as colorful groups of travelers find comfort in their bonds. As you head inside, the smile of the tavern keeper greets you. They're an otherworldly being with a bluish corporeal form. They wear attire befitting of an innkeeper, and they have a large cloudy nebula for hair speckled with stars, which gently sways with their movement. Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern, where stories are served like ale and a seat is open for you at every table. Tonight's special is the Sunless Citadel, an epic adventure of high fantasy with notes of friendship, danger, and most importantly, Will our adventure survive to descend into the dungeon, or is there a dark and calamity taking root far from the sun's reach? It, it doesn't bother you that your friend hurt people in such a terrible way. Well, if this was being mean to Thorn, and my friend thought that it was good to get rid of them because these was being mean, then I trust them. Yeah, it's okay. More just like sighs as though like he's like sort of conflicted about your answer. And he's like, well, I am, I am glad that you are not too hurt by this situation, but I must stress that what Sadeline did to you is monstrous. That is not how one responds to signs of stress. These people, they were your friends, your allies, and even though they were opposed to us, we know now that they are simply being controlled to lash out and murder them like that. It's, it's not normal. And I think that you know, as mean as these goblins were, I don't think that this sort of fate was warranted. Like, you know, they, they were terrible, but they weren't past any sort of, I suppose, redemption. We, we could have kept trying to talk. We could have figured out more about the, the druid, you know, and maybe one day they they could have been friends in some capacity. Thorn is still smiling, sort of unwavered, and he just goes, It's okay. It, it's okay. Well, uh, I don't suppose it, it would be fine if this sort of thing happened to one of us, especially someone like Mortis. Well, well... Yous are the friends, my friends, yes, and, and my, f my friend does not 
hurt people who are nice to Thorn and who are good to Thorn. So, 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 if there is no reason to do it, then they would not do it. But the goblins were very mean. They were not Thorn's friends. And so they were only trying to protect Thorn. And so it would not happen unless you were not Thorn's friends. But you are Thorn's friends, so it would not happen. I'm going to kind of incite Thorn's unwavering kind of chillness and smile about this because I want to see like how much of this like he truly kind of believes or if there's any underlying thing there I'm also gonna do an inside check please go ahead 19 21 I think you notice that his eye twitches a little bit the one that has a scar over it and the corners of his mouth are a little twitchy and Maybe he's even sweating a little bit, kind of fidgeting. It seems like it's not as fine as what he is giving out to you guys, but he also seems very, like, uncomfortable and uncertain with the situation. And you can even notice him kind of, like, touching his bag where he keeps his book as if he wants to just, like, tear it out and like look at it for guidance it seems like he's in a situation where your guys are trying to get him to question his patron but he doesn't want to in this like confrontation of his um patron's motives is like very conflicting for him and it's not as fine as he says it is or is it gonna take notice of of Thorn's kind of like conflicted body language. So he's going to kneel down so that he's right in front of him. He's going to gently place both his hands on Thorn's shoulders and look him directly in the eyes. Thorn, it is okay to be upset or confused. I, I know your nature. You want to trust people. You want to see the best in everyone and believe that they will do what is best for you. But in this case, what Sadalyn did to you, taking control of you like that, it was wrong. I am not saying that you should immediately alter your worldview and never trust again, but you must recognize that what happened in there wasn't you. is gonna kinda kneel down as well and gonna kinda echo what Mortis says, and we're here for you if if you need. You know, we're, we're friends, and we're not going to treat you in that same manner. You know, we, we, we can trust each other and help each other through difficult moments when, you know, things seem too hard to deal with or too sad. We're in this together now. Thorn is kind of like blankly staring forward and in his mind, Thorn just like tries to reach out to his patron. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Are you there? I don't know what to do. This is too much for Thorn. What do I do? Slowly, a creepling laugh or chuckle starts to appear behind Thorn's head. I'm always here for you, Thorn. What I imagine is you guys see him kind of looking forward and his eye kind of twitches. And it also kind of seems like he spaces out a little bit for a moment while this internal dialogue is happening. You guys do see that as he spaces out, the pupils shrinks as if it was focusing on something else. Eternally, Thorn goes, but, but, but they say, they say you do mean things, and, and Thorn knows that you're only trying to protect them, and that, and that you had to do what you had to do to, to protect me from people who are not my friends anymore. Yes, my Thorn, yes. I protect you. I care for you. I make sure you're safe and healthy. They just don't know me like you do. They just need to get to know me. We can all be friends together. 
We can always care for each other too. I cared for you. I pushed those who hurt you away. They shot you with arrows. They shot you with heat. They are not there anymore. And now we are together. And so is your friends. How do I how do I make them see that that that, that you're just a you're just my friend. That you you're my friend and that I that I need you to to be there always. <laughs> Say yes to them. Nod smile. Later we can play with them. Maybe I can talk to them. But for now, they're just in awe of me. I am so much bigger. Not everybody is as kind as you. Not everybody is as accepting as you. Don't worry, we can all be friends still. And then with that, Thorn's pupils kind of like get wider again and his spaced out look goes away and he is actually looking at Mortis instead of like looking through him and he goes we we will all be able to be friends very soon one day very soon but yes yes Thorn is hearing what you are saying and he will he will be more more careful with 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 how his friend is able to to do situations like this where where Thorne needs help, yes. Yes, Thorne will be much more careful. May I, I do a insight check on that? Sure, yes. I'm also, because I feel like this is a little thematic, I'm going to use knowledge of past life to add to it, hearkening back to something that I don't remember, but it's clearly with me everywhere I go. I got a dirty 20. Thorne's passive charisma is 15 so you pass you notice the shift of opinion before there was confusion and a certain inkling of panic but now it's calmer I would say still a bit of underlying confusion and panic but now it's reassured and this shift is weird that's what you notice the most all right then, Thorn, if uh, we trust you in your words, so if you say that, you know, it is what it is, then we trust you. I'm just going to like kind of internalize that, what I saw in the shift of expression for later. Yes. Ah. Methuselah is right. Ah. So long as you feel that you are okay and safe that is all we need I my one final question would be are you ready to face what is in that room oh yes yes Thorn is always ready for anything yes yes but we should hurry because Seeker has been gone very far ahead of us now and also don't forget to carry Meepo okay okay and Thorn's gonna kind of like brush out the room. Can I go up now? Yes, my friend. Climb aboard. Yay! And then he starts to climb your, like, scratching your your um, turtle shell as he finally gets up. And then he, as he sits on your shoulders, he goes, walkie! Walkie! Uh, as everyone kind of leaves and it's just, like, me and Mortis in the room, and Meepo, who's on you know, Mortis's shell, uh, I'm just gonna be like, I'm not sure if we really got through to Thorn in the way that we expected. I think that perhaps the Marquis might have maybe communicated in some way and gave Thorn some sort of false hope or confidence. Mm. Marquis' grip over Thorn is tight. It will take time for him t to 
fully trust us and understand that this Marquis is only trying to control Thorne. Indeed, it is quite worrisome. I do think that it might be best to sort of better understand the Marquis. So I do have a plan in a way. The Marquis did offer to me to become a friend. So I think I sort of want to take them up on that offer just to better understand this Fae. Obviously, I can't deter you, but I'm afraid doing such a thing would be dangerous. This creature, it, it has powers beyond what we could reasonably understand. That is true, but I don't know if we can find a better way to understand them. I think this might be our best bet to see them for what they truly are. I can agree with that. Right now... All I want is to get Thorn through that room, and hopefully he won't suffer too much. Yes, we'll be here for him. Anyways, uh, with that said, uh, I think Mortis and Thuzel will finally go out with with all our friends. Finally, back to Seeker. Uh, you step out into the room with the platform, Quickly, you go close to the platform. Do an acrobatics check. Uh, 14. Quickly, you jump towards the wall. And propels yourself by jumping away from the wall. And you're able to latch with your fingers and your claws onto the top of the uh, platform. And you're able to lift yourself. Slowlier than you wished. But you are able to. Once on top, you use your night vision to be able to see the decomposing bodies of the 12 goblins that were here. Clearly, they are much mushier, at least. You can't see color through your um, dark vision. It's all black and white, shades of gray. So you do notice the change in the gray from the alive person but yeah it's um, they're all in states of decomposition in here though you also notice that there are two ladders that have clearly been pulled up to make sure that people can climb up to this platform on the corners of this structure wooden structure and there are two doors because these doors are actually below the platform uh, it's almost as if there is steps that goes into the wall, but like the platform reaches the wall just fine, but there is these the steps that makes it into the door so you can use the doors. So yeah, there's one ahead of you and there's one on the left as well. The Seeker's just going to kind of like throw the ladders down and call out, uh, when you guys decide to join me, I uh, push the ladders down, so make sure you use those to climb up, okay? You don't even know if they hurt you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you go to the one across from you, easily approaching, going down those set of stairs. You try the door, and the door swings open. There's clearly a hallway now here, and uh, it leads to another door in the very end of the hallway. But there's one closer to you, just across on the wall in front of you. Can I go up to that door and roll a perception check to like listen to see if I can hear anything behind it? Sure. You approach it, and you go quiet to listen to it. Eleven. <laughs> you can't make out what or how many, but you clearly hear uh, rustling and maybe voices, but you just don't know. Can I go to the other door and do the same thing? You start to make your way towards that door. You're getting close to it. And when you do so, the world flips. Because the ground that you just stepped on gives. And you fall into this clear pit. It is a clear 10-foot drop. Five bludgeoning damage as you fall all the way towards the bottom. 
But this is not the only thing in here though. There's also spikes at the very bottom, which pierces you and slashes you. A total of four piercing damage. Wherever you cut, wherever you pierced, it starts to burn up as well. Clear sign of poison. Guess who's unconscious? You have a um, fail on your death saving throw. You guys finally go inside of the room of the carnage. From this angle, unfortunately, Thorn cannot see anything. But you guys do notice the ladders uh, thrown onto the ground that easily will allow you guys to go up the platform. Thorn goes over to the ladders and yeah, he starts climbing up them. He's kind of just like trying to avoid any more confrontation. He's just like done with like his social meter at the moment. So he kind of just like scurries up it really fast to like literally get away from the others. You climb up and then you get to see all 12 goblins with their heads missing, everything splattered everywhere and in different degrees of decomposition. With your dark vision, you get to see them in different tones of gray until Mortis climb up with the torch where the light appears and clearly the discoloration and then all the red on the wall and floor appears. The wisdom save with advantage, please. Natural 20, so it's 21. They, your friends, and even your patron told you, in a way, what happened. So, you prepared yourself. This still is one hell of a scene. This is something you will never forget. But you are not as affected as you could have been if you caught this by surprise. Can I see which of the dead goblins is like was like the quote-unquote leader of the group at that time yeah he's there i want to loot him because thorn's thinking is like this guy might have a key or he might have like a map or something thorn isn't doing it to be heartless thorn is like he might have something that is useful to us looting this goblin they have scraps and pieces of clothing that is a little bit better than the other ones Clearly, he had brandishing on his hand a scimitar with a, a little loop that he uses as a scabbard. There's also about three javelins that he also had it on his back. It's kind of like secured with rope on his back. And then a pouch with two copper pieces, three silver pieces, and that is all. Unfortunately, also nothing additional like a key or nothing like that. Honestly, Thorn leaves everything except he takes the copper and the silver. He doesn't care about the weapons. Meanwhile, are we up on the platform as well? Yes, you are. Can we see Seeker? You do not see Seeker, but you guys do see the little stairs that leads towards those doors. At least you see the top of the doors. One of the top of the doors indicates that it's closed. The one on the left, the one across from you guys, the door seems to indicate that it's open. I feel like after Mortis, like, takes a second to make sure that Thorn is okay seeing all of this, he sort of glances ahead. Uh, I think Seeker might have gone through there, and he points towards the open door. Can I now take a look into the room, the open door, to try to see where Seeker went? The open door clearly leads to a hallway and in the end of the hallway you do see how the very end of it has missing the piece of ground on it seeker please roll for me a death saving throw someone please find me fast uh drag me out of there and st stabilize me um can i go down to the hall to see what that is sure uh but i'm gonna also ask mortis do you do anything Mortis kind of glances down at Thorn. Did you find anything of use? No, no map, no keys, nothing. We should just keep going and find Seeker. Indeed. And then he's going to kind of start walking over to the open door. Thorn just follows, like, a few feet behind him. 
you guys reach the door that is open and you see Methuselah already halfway through the hallway. When you reach the end of the hallway, you see Seeker in the very bottom of the 10 foot drop with a few things poking out of their arms and seems like garbage and scraps that were pointy. Clearly a trap that was sprung by Seeker. Is there like a ground to stand on so that I can go down there to use like a healer's kit to stabilize? Yes, there is ground. If you jump, there's clearly a chance that you're gonna get like hurt. So you shouldn't, you have to climb. And if you don't climb down properly, you will fall. So Methuselah just sees like their friend kind of not moving and clearly really hurt and, you know, just kind of throws away all sense of like survival and just goes down there, like just jumps down to just try to be as quick as possible to save Seeker. Um, before their friends can even approach Methuselah, Methuselah makes sure to grab the healer's kit from their bag, looks at the best position, and then does a little hop into the pit, clearly falling into it. I just, I'm gonna have to roll the damage for the fall for sure. I'm gonna ask you to do an acrobatics for me. If you fail the acrobatics, you will fall onto some of the uh, spikes. If you don't, you don't hit the spikes. 21. I did roll good on the uh, fall damage, so you do receive sits falling damage. And now you're just beside Seeker. You use the healer's kit and you're able to stabilize Seeker away from danger. Now you see the rest of your friends looking over you guys uh, on the top of this trap. So Methuselah's gonna see the other people that have arrived and be like, ah, oh, need some help here. Ah, oh, Seeker's fine now, but we need to get them out of this trap. Could Thorn run back to the room with all the dead goblins? And can he take one of the ladders that was attached to the sort of platform and bring it for this pit instead? Oh yeah, the ladders are loose. It's not attached or anything. Yeah, he drags it over and he drops it down into the pit for them to climb. Or just for it to be easier to climb. I'm gonna try to take Seeker, like pick Seeker up if I can. I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that. What's your strength score? Six. And I will also say like, I, I rationalize the six as that being like my hands are magical, so they don't carry as much weight. You do not have enough strength to lift Seeker. At best you can maybe pull Seeker. Yeah, I don't want to pull Seeker in case of, like, doing any more damage to Seeker. So I'm just going to probably call up to, like, Mortis and be like, Can you come down here? I I'm not strong enough to lift Seeker. I think Thorin's going to go, Methuselah, you use come up and then give Mortis room to go down, get Seeker, and bring them back up. I'll do that. You're able to climb up to the rest of your friends, leaving enough space for... Mortis to descend. As soon as um, Methuselah makes it to the top, Mortis is just gonna quickly rush down the ladder. Like you can, you can see just the fear and desperation on his face as he passes you. He's no words, just all action. You are able to get to Seeker's level below the pit trap, making sure that you're careful enough not to hurt yourself with this spiked garbage that is being used to become spikes in the bottom of this and spikes that you know for a fact is very likely poisoned. Once Mortis is next to Seeker, he places a hand on their back and he grips his holy symbol with one hand and he starts saying a prayer. By the power of she, heal this one. A glow takes place. A red glow from within the holy symbol itself and the light is able to transfer as you place your hand your free hand towards seeker and just to clarify i'm casting cure wounds 
So you heal six damage. And with that, Seeker's eyes are gonna like pop open. Mm. Mortis, is that you? Yes, it's it's me, Seeker. You you took a bit of a tumble, but you're all right. I'm going to get you out of here. Uh, uh, that, that gnome. Wait, does Seeker know what a gnome is? You have heard of gnomes, but maybe Erky is the first one. Uh, roll for me a intelligence check. You rolled a natural one. So, if anything, for Seeker, they honestly just imagined that Erky was a smaller and weird looking halfling. Oh, I, I that, that little uh, weird looking halfling, the uh, Erky. Uh, he saw Faith. I, I have to. I have to find Faith. I know. I know. We will find her. I promise. But right now, we need to focus on getting you well again. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I need. I need to get my strength back up, or otherwise, I, I won't be of any use to her. Uh, are you going to be all right to climb up, or would you like me to carry you, maybe? Uh, Mortis, could I? Could I get your help? That really be okay with you? Yes, of course. I can't come down! Because Meepo appears poking out of the shoulders of Morris that completely forgot that he's there. Oh, uh, you needn't worry, Meepo. Uh, I I should be able to carry uh, Seeker with one of my arms while you stay on my shell, if if that's alright with you. I mean, sure. Uh, But Meepo is big, so, you know, I don't want to make things harder. I think I can muster carrying both of you. I'm I'm quite strong, as Thorn mentioned. Okay. I also don't think I'll, I'll be able to to fit in Mortis's shell. He's he's broader than me, but shorter than me. Not not by much, but don't worry. What I meant is that sometimes when Dribo tells me that. I am a big lump of stones on scales because I sometimes can't do what he tells me. I think stones are heavy, so I already am here on top of Mortis that is strong. But if Mortis has to carry Seeker too, it might be too much weight. So I thought of going down. So Mortis won't be, you know, with a lump of stones. Plus Seeker. Well, that, that's very considerate of you, Meepo. But don't worry. I I believe that I that I'll be able to handle this. And then you just feel Meepo getting like as smaller as it possibly can be within your shell to create as much space as possible, if anything. I imagine he, he just kind of lets you pseudo piggyback on the shell, just like. Yeah, or kind of like gripping around the collar of his shell where his cloak hangs off. Roll for me an athletics check. That is a dirty 20. You take your time to make sure that the awkward amount of weight that you're carrying is not going to make you lose your balance as you go up this makeshift ladder of rustic wood. It's not heavy, so you are able to easily get all the way up there, bring Seeker with you. You are just being careful. That's all. As soon as we get to the top, he's going to like gently place Seeker down. Are you all right? Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty banged up, but I'm not as bad as I was. I think I fell unconscious. I, I think Methuselah was helping the cat lady. Uh, by bringing me back, like, cause the cat lady kept telling me it wasn't my time, but I couldn't wake up until, until you and Methuselah. You guys are safe back there. Uh, back up with the rest with the group. Although Methuselah, as Mortis was bringing Seeker up from the corner of your eye, you kind of see a little bit of movement. And you gingerly look to the side, and you weren't sure before. 
because you saw it too quickly. But as they got up and it's safe, you kind of quickly go through what you remember seeing. And now you're certain. There was a goblin eye looking at the smallest of openings at the door behind you guys. The one closest to the door that you entered. They opened the door to see what was the commotion outside. And you know that there was a goblin eye. And then the door closed. I think we need to move on. Quickly. We've been spotted by some of the goblins and... They might come here to attack us. If we're not quick. And Meepo kind of like... Rolls out of your shell and like slides into the back of your shell. Onto the ground. Goblins here! Is the pit in the way of the door that goes forward? Yes, but there is what seems to be a little more of the ground. One of the walls, the right side wall, there seems to be about a foot, a foot and a half of stable ground that, if anything, that's the path for you to go to the other side, shimmy to the other side, and then there's the rest of the ground that opens up as the trap is set. I think maybe we should go back a bit. We, we didn't check out the other door, and we, it seems to be the goblins are here, so it might be safer to find a place to rest for a little bit in the next path. I, I don't, I don't want to go back any further than that room with the goblins. I don't want to go all the way back to before we found the sticks. Oh no, I don't mean that far. There's another room back there that, that you didn't go through. I was thinking we could go through there because we already know that the goblins are probably down here in this side. So it might be clear. Yeah, we, we could give that a try. Yeah. <gasps> Wait! <laughs> and Meepo goes to all fours, like putting as close as they can to the ground. Starts to sniffing the ground. Easy? <laughs> and starts to like still on all fours as if it was like as if it was rubbing its nose its nozzle onto the ground. Like dogs when they are sniffing, you know, like and it goes towards the trap it gets to that little ledge on the side of the wall so it starts to go for a small creature like a goblin or a kobold it's like a pathway almost it's almost like a catwalk for you guys you guys would have to shimmy but he goes guys it's here and then starts to go through that little area towards the door uh, uh, Meepo wait we, we haven't decided where we're gonna go yet but guys it's here I can smell her we should definitely probably not be moving forward yet. We're not well enough to face the goblins yet. But maybe she can help us. It's her. Thorn follows Meepo. I, I think we need time for Seeker to rest, guys. Mortis is like more sternly than you've ever heard him before. He's like, Thorn, back now. <laughs> Thorn like stops and he looks like caveman spongebob as he looks between as he looks between that's such a visceral image i hate it are we thinking like caveman spongebob yeah, yeah. keep this in so cat can edit the meme in <laughs> it'll be the only image outside from our visuals right yeah yeah thorn is standing there and he's looking between Meepo and Mortis and then Meepo and then Mortis and then Meepo and then Mortis. Meepo, who is visibly scared of Mortis, the commanding voice of Mortis is enough to make him fall on his tracks and go, <laughs> like he does not want to proceed <laughs> after that. He just like, he like takes a deep breath and just to calm himself down. I'm sorry, just we need to not be reckless. We will take a step back, reassess, and move forward more carefully. Am I understood? Yes, but 
If we get close back, aren't we getting close to Goblin Door? Yes, but we should only proceed once we are prepared. We will save your dragon friend, I promise you this. But we must be cautious. Meepo nods and starts to walk back. So it's got close to you guys. You guys are deciding what to do. Talking amongst yourselves, what are your best options? Gingerly, Erky approaches Seeker and he goes, You are hurt. Would you need any help? I can heal you. I am a pilgrim of Lierta. She helps me heal people when needed so. Do you need help or did your friend help you enough? I, I, I think I could use some more healing, but I, I, I don't I, I don't know who you, you're talking about. It's okay. My god is, is a benevolent one. She will help you. Before Erky goes on, uh, Mortis is going to be like, Don't worry, Seeker. You, you can trust him. The goddess he speaks of is indeed a benevolent one. And if you, if you trust this goddess, Mortis, I do too. Erky then approaches you and he asks permission to place his hand over your chest. Uh, yeah, you can, you can do that. He brings both hands to his chest first, whispers a small prayer, a prayer that has something to do with finding a way back to health so that more of the research and more of knowledge can be provided. The opportunity cannot be missed by this one. Places a hand over your chest. It feels like as if it was the rustling of flowers and leaves in the wind is heard by Seeker as the area that is touched by Erky kind of glows in a red light, being obscured by the imposed hand on top of the light itself. A total of 10 uh, hit points heals you. After placing that spell on you, he goes, I hope this was able to help you. I do not have many more of those in, in me. I'm still very tired, but at least I can help a little. Ah, I greatly appreciate that. Th thank you very much. You're, you're pretty useful to have around. Let's, uh, you're coming with us, right? Indeed I am. Amazing. I'm glad to hear it. So, what are we doing now? Well, how are you doing, Seeker? Do you want to go back? Or shall we move on, knowing that it might be a little bit dangerous ahead? I think if we get through the dangerous part, we should we can take a little bit of a rest, but I don't want to, you know, get all to relax in and then we have to jump up and start fighting a horde of goblins. Not you, Thorn. Never you, Thorn. <laughs> if everyone's in agreement. As long as you're fine with it, I'm alright with continuing. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, I'm in agreement then. I'll make sure to watch your back. And he puts a hand on Seeker's shoulder. Thank you, Mortis. I know I can always rely on you to have a good heart and a steady shell. Yes, yes, and this way, if we do find the little trigons, maybe, maybe, it is in a similar place to where they talk at the other cats's. Maybe, maybe, Thorn. Before we move forward, Mortis is gonna go over to Meepo and, and, and like, kneel down to him and be like, would you be able to hold this for me, my friend? And he, hand, he holds out the torch. Yes, of course! But uh, can I have my bag back? Yes, of course. Uh, he's gonna just sort of take it off his back and hand it to Meepo. Thank you! And then Mortis is gonna pull out his greatsword and just sort of hold it on his shoulder. Uh, if if you all don't mind, I was one hoping that I'd be able to lead us going forward. Yes, of course. I think that would be best. Yeah, I, I agree, Mortis. You're probably our leader 
I don't know. You you tend to take the lead on things. Oh well, I I did not. I didn't mean in like a command capacity. I just meant you know, I I'm very accustomed to taking hits, and I I don't want you to get hurt again. And you know, I'm not I'm not trying to take control or anything. You know, I'm I'm just a sword for hire. Well, no, I I know Mortis. You're not that type of person, but you know. When it comes to someone taking the lead, it, it does tend to either be you or Methuselah. And I trust both of you. Well, in that case, I am ready to push on when the rest of you are. Thorn goes over and takes Meepo's hand. Thank you. Alright, let's go again. Seeker's gonna kind of like tuck their the hilt of their dagger into their mouth just to like scooch across the wall. You guys do that, and easily get to the other side with the door. Is the door locked at all? Meepo is the one that actually tries the handle of the door. It's small enough that they can reach the handle past Mortis without, you know, occupying your space. Unfortunately, it is locked. Can I use my thieves' tools to try and unlock it? Sure. Mortis might have to shimmy a little bit to the side. We might need you to unlock this door, Seeker, but... As soon as, as soon as it's unlocked, get back before we open it. I, I don't want to put you in any danger. Well, thank you, Mortis. I, I'll do that. Don't worry. Twenty-five. Oh God, good. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you unlock the door successfully. And then, as soon as Seeker like shuffles back, Mortis is gonna take the lead again and gently open the door, sword still in his other hand. And Seeker holding their dagger. They're now holding their dagger again in their left paw, and they're going to pull their rapier for their right hand, just in case. As people are kind of shuffling in, I just quickly like look at Thor, and I'm like, so if there's an altercation of some sort, are we okay to fight, or should we talk? The what? The, the dragon? No, I mean if there's goblins that we have to face. Thornses will try talking to them, but if they are not friends, then Thorn doesn't want them. All right, we'll follow your lead. You guys open the door gingerly. It's a bit difficult for you to see at first, but finally when the torch comes in, uh, you get to see the insides of this room. If anything, I just want to highlight first, you hear rustling within, almost as if something was being shuffled or badly manhandled, some sort of object. But finally, when it lights up, what you first see, and then the rest of the group sees this as well, is mounted and stuffed animal heads adorning the walls. The mounting job is very sloppy and precarious, and the assortment of heads includes that of cattle, rats, and other least particularly impressive specimens. But there are a few grisly ones, and those ones makes Meepo gasp. Because these are mounted heads of kobolds as well. Smashed and broken cabinets and small tables litter the periphery of this room as well. Mute victims of some sort of rampage within this room. In the very middle, a rusted iron spike stands in the very center and trails off what seems to be a broken chain connected to the spike. Thin patches of frost quotes the sections of the walls, floors, and some of the debris. One of these tables that I mentioned is turned over in a way that it's blocking the origin of the sound. He's her! And Meepo approaches the room and he goes, Gracias! Gracias! Slowly the shuffling and rustling stops and then starts to appear out of this table as big as a Great Dane. The scales of white, the windspan just as big as she is, a big dragon appears 
I will say that Thorn is still holding Meepo's hand. And then when he sees the dragon, he just kind of goes, That's it. Yes, it's her. Look, she notices me. Look, I need to get close. I need to feed her. She must be hungry. Uh, hi, Meepo. Could you give us a good introduction with your dragon? Of course. I need to get close. All right. While everyone else is looking at the dragon, Mortis is still like in danger mode. Like he still has his sword out. So he's going to just look around the rest of the room. Are there any signs of either a path beyond this or any sign of any goblins that might have been here? To quickly answer your question, no. This room seems to be a dead end of sorts. And it's big. It's spacious. But it seems that this dragon, this little dragon, was just locked up in here locked up and chained by the the looks of that spike seeing a dragon do i have to do a wisdom save oh yes disadvantage you tunnel vision you just see this miniature dragon but all that you see is a reflection Although different in structure and physiology, you honestly just see a small reflection of the Dark Warden in front of you. Smaller. But you know that it's all the personification of pain. And you see uh, people getting closer to it with Thorn still holding their hand. So you see your friend Thorn Getting close to this creature, being ushered to this creature. This is your little friend, Thorn. He's getting close to danger. He's getting close to the Dark Warden. Can you let your little friend get even close to something that terrible? Can you see someone as innocent as you were getting close to this pain? So Methuselah sees the dragon and is filled with this kind of dread especially seeing like Meepo and Thorin like kind of bounding towards it and they just clutch Yorick and almost like instinctually play the tune that they heard in the room the room with the glowing orb and so this sort of like horrible like tune comes out of like Yorick and the shadows in the room sort of darken like it did before when Methuselah cast the spell but instead of the strings turning green they actually turn black and these like shadowy tendrils start to come up from Yorick so Methuselah's eyes glow and then gloss over completely with black and the shadows in the room grow stronger and cast the air area in total gloom as this sort of apparition rises from within Methuselah and hovers over like everyone in the room in a green glow. The apparition looks like Methuselah in almost every way uh, aside from the white long flowy hair, red eyes and like their body looks very badly beaten and they also have no hands because where Methuselah has the mage hands here there's nothing but you can kind of see that there's like these cauterized like wounds where there you know might have been hands and the apparition's form is twisted and then it looks like the melt like a melting image of like dripping water onto a sandcastle so the parts of it are just falling apart and just like melting and there's holes all through it and as i cast cause fear it's targeting on the dragon obviously and the apparition basically just says you won't hurt my friends you'll just die and i'm gonna do a wisdom save on the dragon there's a 15 pass just passes. You did it. And although it does not take the desired effect onto the dragon, the dragon sees it. The dragon sees you and goes into a low growl. 
and then Meepo. Oh, no, no! We are here to help! You remember me, Gauntlets? It's me, Meepo! And then Meepo looks at that they're still holding uh, the hand of Thorn. And then he goes, Thorn! Uh, let me get close to it! I can make her calm! I can feed her! And she'll like us! Thorn does not think it's a good idea for Meepo to go up to Dragon alone, so Thorn wants to come with you. No, she's very, she's very, like, temperamental. I think that's the word. She doesn't know you. She needs to get to know you. Okay, but be very careful, Meepo. Please, be very careful. I will. Don't worry. While this is happening, like, as soon as Mortis sees the dragon, like, lock eyes with Methuselah, he kind of shifts his stance so that he's standing between them. And this whole time, he still has his blade out in, like, a defensive sort of posture. The dragon now locks eyes with you and starts to growl towards you as well. It's getting to this little skittish position, as if it was getting ready to a pounce or preparing itself for defense. And then Meepo notices that and goes, Guys, guys, don't look hostile. Look friendly. Look like Meepo. Thorn doesn't really know how to look friendly, so he just smiles and kind of stands there awkwardly. Yeah, like, like Thorn Meepo. And then Meepo turns towards Carlsritz and goes, Carlsritz, it's me, Meepo. And starts to slowly approach Carlsritz focuses on Meepo, kind of notices a shift in the look of the dragon, almost as if like it's trying to notice or trying to remember, and then Meepo continues. It's Meepo! Look, I'm here! I'm here to help you! And it opens its bag as it does, it, like it kind of like throws some things out of the bag, and then he grabs what seems to be a not that good-looking rat, and then he goes, I have food! I brought food! You missed out on a day, food! It's here! And then Kalsritz starts to approach, gingerly, carefully, almost as if it was testing you guys to see if you guys would move if she moved. But as she notices you guys not reacting, she decides to approach slowly to Meepo. And then he goes, Look! It's food! And then he takes a small bite of it. It's good! And then throws it towards Kalsritz. It kind of like flops into her face and it falls on the ground. Oh! It's what we ate! What we feed you! Come on! And he starts to approach uh, he's now getting close to it, like seven feet distance between them. And then Kalsrit smells the rat. Yeah, yeah, look, you can go for it, go! Uh, picks up another one and tosses it without Kalsrit uh, noticing it. It hits Kalsrit in the neck-like area again. And Meepo goes, As Meepo now is literally engaged with it, just a few feet away, uh, Mephuzela hears. It bites the maw, encloses the top half of Meepo, and then it's the same as a, a dog with a toy. And it spits Meepo, which splatters over the wall. And then it it falls behind one of the tables. Then it looks at you guys. I yield. I found dominion. I will have more. And that is only Methuselah who hears for you guys is just growling. Roll for initiative. 
reached the end of this episode of the Sunless Citadel. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts and be sure to catch the next installment of The Sunless Citadel every Thursday at 12 p.m. EST. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. It's a small way to show your support that goes a long way. To connect with us, follow our social media accounts, and if you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon to join the conversation, view sneak peeks of our next project, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Corton from Off the Beaten Path Musical. The Sunless Citadel can be found in Tales from the Yawning Portal by Wizards of the Coast. The world of Nosomundus was created by Pedro Stockler. Thanks again for listening from all of us at the Storyteller's Tavern.